you miss 100 million of the shots that you never take. Obviously, that's not the quote for real. But think about it. Every shot that you never took, you, you miss out on. You know, you, you missed. And uh, that's been always something to bother me. I talked about some of my high school crushes and some of the other episodes. And there's one in particular. <laughs> it's one in particular because uh, she was the most beautiful woman in the world to me at the time. And uh, her name was Asia Washington. She was a fair-skinned, short girl, super skinny, and she was just gorgeous to me. I always had a crush on her, but I feared that I lacked everything that she actually wanted. I never had a chance with her before I even attempted because of the way I thought. That frame of mind, that belief in myself that was really absent showed a lack of confidence and did not allow for a world to exist for us to even entertain that idea. And it's because I was fearful. It was because of fear. It was the energy of the frequency that lowered that vibration enough for that to never be something that could exist. Fear was a big part of my childhood. I've said it multiple times about universal concepts, things that seem irrelevant but really are not and they connect to all other things. But my, my childhood, man, you know, we grew up fearing the end. We grew up fearing that every day that we wake up, the president's going to ask for peace and security, as the witnesses say. And that's when the end begins. So fear was a part of my DNA. It was my bread and butter. I have a PhD in fear because, you know, we, you know, anytime we went to the Kingdom Hall, they were talking about, you know, just the abhorrent things that happened back in the day and the things that are happening now. And it was all fear-based, all of it. And even when we went to the, um, the, I think it was like twice a year, they had these uh, assembly uh, things that were all day long, all fucking day we'd have to be sitting down listening to, we're on the precipice of the end. We had to listen to that shit all fucking day. And then go home like, well, we just received the good news. Like, nah, man. Bunch of fucking weirdos. All in one place. So I, I don't want this to come across as hateful. Because hateful is a part of that, that. That emotion, that energy comes from fear, man. A lot of people hate themselves because they can't fucking be who they are. A lot of people hate gays because they are gay and they feel that way. And they... You know, their family won't accept them and the community they live in won't accept them. And they, they have a fear of being who they are. And that breeds hatred. We all know. So what I want to do is not focus necessarily on fear because reality is a result of your intention and your attention. If I intend to give you fear-based uh, anything, then I'm paying attention to it. And that's the sun and water. What do you think is going to grow? Even though it's a positive message behind it, even though it's, I don't know, I don't. how do I want to say it? Even if it's encouraging, we're still focusing too much on the negative aspect of it, the negative aspect of life and the negative aspect of that emotion. I just wanted to use that for a moment and then flip it around. Sure, we got some of that energy coming our way, but let's use it to our favor because we get sad, don't we, you know? 
It's not an emotion that we want to feel, but we can use that energy for good. So what I want to do is talk about how I overcame it. And really, ultimately, it's, it's pretty easy. And I talk about this in my job on the youth unit. And I talk about acceptance being the best coping skill. It helps you. If you accept your reality, if, if, if you accept where you're at, you will have a much easier time dealing with these things and processing that you can't go around your problems, but you have to go through them to be free, you know? Um, I think, I don't even know if it's always fear either. I think it's anxiety, the perception of imminent danger, which is fear itself. And uh, what I did was I, I just surrendered. I just, I got tired of being afraid of fucking everything. I talked about being on the, on the, in the fringe groups on the outside, you know, the outsiders, uh, the outcasts in high school and being afraid of everybody. I was afraid of everybody. I was afraid of God. I was afraid of my parents because they were, my dad was like overly abusive. You know, I was afraid of the world. I was afraid of girls. I was afraid of making new friends. I was afraid of being myself. And one day I just said, man, I think I just signed up for boxing. <laughs> it wasn't even boxing at first. It was karate. And I'll never forget. Actually, it wasn't even was it karate. It was Shudokan karate. My very first martial arts class was with Adam Booth, who's like, I think, incredibly racist now and always starting fights on Facebook. But that's beside the point. Um, he was my very first professor. And then I did Kung Fu and it evolved after that in May Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And it was, it was amazing. But that's where I started to get confidence. That's where, that's where, that's where I started to see things for what they were. Because one, thing, one of the things that the Jehovah's Witnesses did not like was us doing martial arts. And it was because it was connected with spirituality. It was connected with Buddhism, Taoism, and this and that. And that's false religion, more fear. But when you do it, you can incorporate principles that can enrich anybody's life. But it wasn't to promote, you know, religion, which Buddhism isn't even a religion. So how you get over fear is how you get over anxiety. Because I don't think there is no imminent danger. Nobody's about to die. We're not even talking about COVID, but, you know, get, stay, stay within the context. What I did was I started inching towards these things that made me fearful because I remember just like I said, I was afraid of other people. When I lived in Chicago on certain weekends, I would come and stay with my cousins down in Champaign and we go to the mall. And I remember at certain times I would really be myself. We'd be laughing. We'd be having a good time. We wouldn't have, we didn't have much, but like we were just at the mall. We were just on, you know, doing this, doing that. And you know, I remember I would see glimpses of me being myself, me talking to other people, me, you know, interacting and, and, and being comfortable with who I was. And I used to say, man, why can't I just always be that? But it was really a fear of being judged. So I inched closer to that. When in those moments of feeling like myself, I decided to stay there. Talk more. And I would have success. And with success breeds confidence. And that confidence breeds more success, as Mike Tyson would say. So all my issues that I had, I inched closer. I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to compete. I just wanted to practice. And I was forced into this, basically. I made the decision, but like they really pushed it on me. 
to represent the school. I was getting my fucking ass beat by my instructors. We had a guy who was teaching me judo. And he, I was just, one day I, I was getting choked almost out. And my teacher let me go and looked at me and said, you ready? And I was like, I don't fucking understand what's going on. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm getting my ass kicked. What the fuck do you mean I'm ready? But what he saw in me was hard. I didn't see it at the time. But I was inching closer to what I was afraid of. And the more I failed, the more I wanted to do better. And I just wanted to see something. I'll never forget. <laughs> i never forget. So it was a tournament. It was my first fight. My first two fights were in uh, the same night. So I remember I worked that day and I worked at not from like nine to three or nine to five or something like that. And usually those shifts would just drag, but I had anxiety about fighting. And that day I blinked and the day was over and I was like, fuck, I was trying to find a way to get around it. And my coach said, if you don't come because you signed up and we pay money for you, then uh, don't come back to the gym. So I showed up and I had my stupid fucking gi on, which I still have. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, everybody else looked fucking mean. Everybody looked like fucking monsters. And I looked like a goofy motherfucker with a Kung Fu gi on who only knew a couple stances and has been getting his ass kicked for like three weeks now. And I remember I got, it was so much anxiety that my coach was saying, you know, there's so much adrenaline right now. I can bottle it up and sell it. But when I got in there, I'll never forget. Everything was quiet. And I showed up. Now, I lost that. I lost both fights. But I remember when I got out, I said, I can't wait to do that again. Everything that I was afraid of was what I was seeking the most. Freedom, expression, being who I am. And at that moment, I knew I was a fucking fighter. I thought I broke my foot, but my, my foot was swollen because I kicked this guy in his hip bone. Man. And I remember this guy was bigger than me. He was muscular. I was just on. I knew one takedown. I knew one submission, barely. And it was a single leg takedown where the shoulder goes in between uh, or under the knee. And, that, and I just drive and he would fall. And I remember I was just grabbing. I didn't really know like how to transition, move from position to position. But I did it, man. I did it. And I showed up. And that was enough for me. Just showing up. Even if you're not... Even if you don't want to be a fucking world champion, a professional fighter, you show up, man. That People can't do that. People are scared to death. But in that moment, I found freedom. I found the answers I wanted. That I chose fight over flight, man. And I just kept going with it. I've been on this journey for 13 years. And I'll be, I was supposed to fight this summer something I was afraid of. And I wasn't even afraid of that. I was afraid of disappointing myself. I'll never forget I told Lainey that I was afraid. And she said, you know, she was happy that I was, uh, you know, honest with her. And uh, she encouraged me and said, I know you're going to do great. And I, I kept showing up and I kept doing better and better. And I was like, man, like, what the fuck? It's just anxiety. So it's not even imminent danger. It's just your idea of what is going to happen will be. And it hasn't even happened yet. How do we doubt ourselves into not doing something? But one thing that you have to realize is that confidence is earned. These actions have to take place. I will never tell you something that just sounds good. I'll tell you everything that works for me, though. I'll tell you everything that 
that I failed at, man. I fuck, I lost my first two fights. I lost. And I, the second fight, I, w- I was supposed to just be working with somebody. And this other guy was a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. And he was just throwing me around the ring. I got some good hits in, scored a couple points, but he was just fucking ruining me. And he wasn't even trying. But goddamn, was that fun. Goddamn, was that fun. And so I've been through a lot through these years. And what it did was made me stronger. I got less and less scared of interacting with people, talking to girls training fighting expressing myself and i found freedom man i found that there's levels to this but as long as i put the work in i'm free